everyone, welcome to an extra episode of Arendelle Talks in the Star Trek series. Today we will talk about the documentary of Michelle Nichols, Woman in Motion. And I do that with my guest, Sophia Kast. Well guys, let's welcome Sophia. Hello Sophia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be part of this. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It was it's nice to meet you, and uh, it was nice to talk to your husband as well as like uh, of um, all the parts of Star Trek. So, um, oh, you're you're very sweet, and we get that a whole lot. We actually do. He's actually not my husband. Um, oh, sorry. We are seeing... No, that's okay. We we are actually we have formed a relationship because of Pathfinder because of our work mm. in it. So we we are seeing so we get that a lot because there's a you know you can see a couple in it. Uh, yeah. We'll see if that ever becomes a thing in the future. We'll see. <laughs> um, well, today we're going to talk about the uh, phenomenon of uh, Nisha Nichols, of course, and especially about her documentary, uh, Woman in Motion. So, it, it's uh, unbelievable. Highly recommend it. I'm just going to start off with one. I'm extremely humbled to even be talking about the documentary. This is a woman who went above and beyond anything that most people, no matter, you know, sex, creed, you know, uh, background, don't reach what she was able to reach. So I'm very humbled and, and honored that you that you chose me to talk to you about this. So thank you. Oh, no problem. I was really thinking, okay, uh, female also loves Star Trek because, um, like, I, I don't know if I said that before, but um, I do this those things because I uh, there are a lot of women who love Star Trek, but not, not uh, often talk about it uh, like uh, in a podcast. So um, I was that's what that's one of the reasons I made this podcast and. Um, well, it is nice to have a fellow tracky and she's woman that uh, I can talk to. So, <laughs> uh, absolutely, I love that. That's great. I, you know, it, it it's when when you watch it. When it, and I'll I'll revert back to the documentary. But when you watch it, you realize that it's really we're just we're we're all the same. We're all one one people. One, you know, yeah. We're, we're all the human race and it really does lift you up to that level that there's not a difference between sex or, you know, um, biological background or anything like that. We're, we're all one race and we all want to move forward and we want that for everyone else too. What is your first impression of this, um, documentary? I will tell you the, the first, and I recall when it, when it came out is, um, I was in tears. It's, it's it's actually moving. In fact, everyone I watched it with was also in tears about how powerful we can be as individuals. Any of us can do this. We can. I mean, she had she she did have the the lift of Star Trek, the original series, and she was amazing in it. But at that point, she had actually pretty much thought. She was being suppressed. She wanted to do her craft, which is total, completely understandable. She's an extremely talented woman. And so she had decided to move away. And then when she talked with Martin Luther King, he was like, no, you don't understand the bigger picture. And once she, her eyes were open to that, you know, I think we all need to try to look for the bigger picture, not just our own situation. And it really, really drove that home. And, and what, that's kind of what we try to do in what we're doing here. 
Yeah, what I was uh, finding really powerful was when she, uh, because NASA was recruiting her um, for everything, and she said, well, I'm not going to uh, be created in with as uh, Nisha Nichols, uh, actress of Uhura from Star Trek Enterprise TOS. But I will do that under my own company. And that was most... And that was so powerful. Absolutely. That was, and you know, that was my, my thought too, when she did that at that time in the United States, we, we were still going through the civil rights movements for her, for, you know, what she calls her people, which is the uh, African-American um, people of color and any minority. She included all of them and she included children too. Was we're all part of a bigger scheme, and she looked them in the face and said, "I'll do this, but if you don't hire people that are more diversified, I will. I'll take you to court." And and the the executives at NASA came back and said, "We'll go with you." So yeah. that was very very powerful, even especially considering the climate in the United States at the time that she did that, that was a very bold move on her part. Yeah. Bringing her own company in and putting it on the forefront and saying, if you don't meet your end, I will take, I I will take it further. I will take it forward. I will take it to Congress, which is what, you know, here that's, that's what you have to do. And she, she boldly stood forward and said, I'm going to do it, but we're going to do it on my terms. And, and that's exactly what it needed to be. And they to- completely agreed. I have to also give kudos to, you know, the people in NASA who at the time were running it yeah. to say, yes, we're aware this needs to be different. And they worked on it. They, you know, worked with her on it. It was extremely brave of her to do that at that time. If you look back in the late 60s in the United States, there was still a great um, civil unrest and we were, we were, you know, we didn't know it at the time, but we're heading into something of a depression. And so people were getting a little bit desperate and she, she just wasn't, it, that didn't matter to her. It mattered like, if you're going to give me your word, you're going to stand by your word. And she, she stood bold and that was really bold for a woman and mm. very bold for a black woman. It's, it's just, it's awe-inspiring. It, it truly is. Yeah, it is. I was really, when... I must say I had to watch the I have watched the documentary a few times and also just to see okay what is she else is she seeing more do I something miss something and every time I watched it I see something more and I understood her more what she means and she became bigger and bigger and bigger to me and she and that was before we were recording this, um, you were already saying that you have met her in yes. person. Yes. And what was my reaction? Oh, I am jealous now because I would like to uh, have to uh, meet her as well because I wanted to personally thanking her for listening to Martin Luther King because yes. if she didn't, what else where would she be? after that and would she uh cooperate with nasa like this because i think oh exactly not not just her but all the lives she affected 
Yeah. She was, she was so just, you know, you, you, people throw down the term charismatic all the time. And of course she was charismatic. And of course she was gorgeous. We can all see that. She's an absolutely beautiful woman, even into her 80s. She's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Um, but she had that extra to um, that extra part of her that changed her. And when I met her, ironically, I didn't meet her in a convention. I didn't meet her for an autograph. I didn't. I happenstanced onto her on the street. Well, not really in a restaurant. I actually got to meet her in a, a true environment. Hmm. And she is absolutely, she was absolutely the human being that you see on these documentaries. She truly is just a very pure person. And it was, it was really an uplifting experience for me. Yeah, I can imagine that. But she is also like, like a lot of people say like inspiration for them. And, but I think also in one way, she is a little bit of a, a revolutionary and uh, not only because she had that close bond to Gene Roddenberry that he will uh, influence her, but she herself is this big of a person that she would say, in, especially in that t uh, time period, uh, screw it, uh, here I am, and you can't uh, look away from me because here I am. It, exactly, yes. She she absolutely was all... The, and, to, to some degree, you, you we also want to give a lot to Gene Roddenberry because not only did he write all of the Star Trek series and start all of all of everything that that we all are now, but he was aware that there had to be an absolute diversity, and and went with it despite the networks going against it and trying to pull it back and all of the. I mean, they even talk about them in the documentary that Nichelle was getting. Um, really tired of saying the same thing again and yeah. again because they kept pulling back her lines, you know, revision after revision after revision. And she, she was like, this is not, I'm, I don't, this is not my craft. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do what I was intended to do. And she truly did live her life to the fullest that she could. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we all hope for. That's yeah. She's, she's, would you like to hear about when I met her? It's kind of an interesting yeah, story. Sure. Yeah, oh, okay. sure. So in 2014, we were at Comic Palooza, and I had taken, I have a daughter, and I had taken her because she had a, a certain interest that actually wasn't Star Trek. And I had brought my sister and nephew with me as well. And my nephew was very young. He was not even four. He was about three and a half years old. And he's very cute kid. He's got the little dimple. And he's just, he's just an adorable kid. He's very, his light shines. And we're sit, we went to the Comic Palooza, and so he could meet Elmo which was there, you know, the, the Sesame street character. And then we went to lunch at this restaurant and we're sitting at this restaurant and this, and many times in the past we had had people make comments about how cute he was and how they wanted him and how funny, you know, they're always joking. It was always sarcastic at best. And this woman walks up to our table and says, well, I'll just take this one. He's perfect. He's beautiful. And I, of course I laughed because that we're used to that. That had happened to us many times. And I looked over and it was Nichelle Nichols wanted, was asking for my nephew, which was, <laughs> she, of course she wasn't asking for my nephew, but she wanted to hug him. She wanted to hold him. So she really was a true, you know, she loved children. She loved minorities. She saw everybody as one. Mm -hmm. I really think she did. And so my sister, who actually is the biggest Nichelle Nichols fan you'll ever meet, 
which I've always adored Nichelle Nichols, but my sister had was really into her, who is my nephew's mother, couldn't even speak. She was absolutely starstruck by this. And of course, my nephew being young, didn't know what was going on, did not know who she was. And he wasn't having any of this. He was scared. And I said, you know what? This is your biggest fan. And I pointed to my sister. Can we please get a picture with her? And she said, yes, of course we can. And she got a picture. If you'd like, I'll send you the picture. If you'd like to share it with your fans, it's it's wonderful. We're just in a restaurant having, but this is the true person that she was. She really was mm. just a human being who moved ahead as far as she could. She took every opportunity she had and made it into the best it could be. Yeah. It was a wonderful, and our family shares it all the time. We can't believe we ran into Nichelle Nichols at a restaurant. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I should tell you that Comic Palooza is in Houston, Texas. I don't know if you need that for your, but that's where we were. She was speaking there. She was she was doing an engagement there, and she happened to come into the same restaurant we were at. Oh, that's so, nice. It, it was wonderful. It was. It's truly a memory we'll we'll all carry. For the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. I think uh, everyone will be starstruck when they uh, see her. She is so yeah. famous. Well, there was just no denying that it was her. It's when I turned around, it, I when I looked up, she's standing at the end of our table. And when I looked up, there was there was no question in my mind exactly who I was looking at. And you know, she would she would have been in her seven. I didn't calculate her age at that point, but she would have been in her seventy. But there was no denying. It wasn't mm. Chuck Nichols because she always carried herself as such a lady and such a, you know, an open person, humanitarian. She just really was. And it was it was absolute joy in my life. It's a great it's a great story that I get to carry with me the rest of my life. <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. So um, there was one thing I think that uh, my listeners need to know also about this uh, documentary. It is not only uh based on her role in Star Trek. It is much more than that. And when I was watching it a couple of times, I was thinking how bold and how grand has she have to be to just overwhelm those men at NASA who are always joking around about women in space of okay, here I am, you're going to listen to me, we do it my way or none of that all. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I, th I think that was part of, you know, the only word I can come up with was her own charisma, but that was part of who she was. It wasn't okay for her to just stand back and take it, which, which a lot of us do. I'm sure I'm positive in my life. I've done that too. It was like, okay, I'll just, it's fine. But she wasn't. She was, no, this can be better for all of us. And, and, and if you're thinking about what, you know, when your listeners are looking at, at what we're talking about with this documentary, absolutely recommend it because you and I can't put in words what she was able to do. Yeah. And especially in the short amount of time she did as a single mom. And it, it's, it wasn't, it was not Star Trek. It was moving people forward, not yeah. just not just African-American people, not just women. Everyone. It was moving people forward. It was moving. She moved everyone forward. Yeah, because so absolutely also, watch the documentary and you'll understand that it's that 
she if she could do that, then we all can do that. Yeah, I think if we look at ourselves and not going to, uh, and that's a bit a little bit weird that I'm saying this, but uh, don't live the life that uh, everybody of society think you need to live. Yeah, and go your own way and get your own uh, things. Uh, do the things that you are good at, then we are, and like that, I, I always said that we are, are all individuals, we are all something good at. That is what we need to do. We don't need to have a social job to pay our bills in a way. But oh, oh yeah. no, I, absol I absolutely agree. And what I agree with a lot in the documentary, and, and you can see it in the documentary, when she was talking to, to Duke Ellington. She learned, learn to be yourself. Yeah. And, and that is the best thing you can do is learn to be yourself. You know, there's, especially in, uh, in our communities, you know, we, we call them cosplays. We call them like Pathfinder is a, um, what I'm, what I'm involved with. It's, it's kind of an acting kit. It's kind of a digital comic book thing. And, you know, you can get that, that level of trepidation that like, oh, everybody's going to judge me. They're going to think that, no, it's, it's, it's doing what makes your heart swell. What makes you, what's, what makes it for you. And honestly, most people that I have encountered, their heart swells when they can help others. And that's what we try to do. And that's, that's what, you know, they can be a part of something bigger without being judged by it, without being. You know, it, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to push Pathfinder at all. But I think in general, that's what Nichelle Nichols was pushing: was be the best you can be, even if you think you can't, even if you think there's walls in front of you. Like all those people that she talks about that would not apply for the astronaut program was because they thought they would not get, they wouldn't get hired, so it wasn't worth the trouble to mm -hmm. do it. But no, what she, her message was is. Yes, we have open minds. We can make this happen. And then the, the, they did get in and the program took off. And it's, you know, and it, it's, it was an amazing thing to do. But that was her entire message was do the best you can for yourself. And it will move humanity forward if you do that. If you're not afraid, just do it. That, that's I, what, and, and I remember as being a kid seeing those commercials on where she would come on and say NASA's waiting for you and it was aimed at it was not aimed at black at, at, at people of color it was aimed at everyone it was aimed yeah. at if you're it doesn't matter who you are if you have the skill set you need to apply because you're needed it doesn't have to come through the military you don't have to go no you if you have something to offer then offer it yeah and I don't also think that NASA saw that how much you can reach with this and also not only her as uh, her playing Ahura but just as the great woman she is a absolutely absolutely and, and such a for you know the energy level it would have taken for her to do everything that she did in that short time frame that she did it it really wasn't a long time that she had to promote this and and the, the applications and the acceptance into the program skyrocketed because she 
just exhausted herself going from one to another. And she did not just limit it to women. And she didn't limit it to people of color. It was anybody you can do, apply, just do it. Just be, just move forward, be your best person, show, show them what you can do. And, you know, kudos to them. NASA responded to it and did hire them. Yeah, bring brought it up, and I really think it moved the entire, not just the space program, but in general the whole yeah. civil rights movement. The the we had in the United States. I don't know how much studying you've done with it. We had been going through even women's suffrages for decades before that, and even mm-hmm. that moved forward because of her work. Yeah, because she said enough is enough, and she didn't take it on with, you know. Uh, what do we call it? Spit and vinegar over mm. here. We call you know you you don't you you catch more flies with honey, and she just did exactly what needed to be done to tell people you're you are a person. You have this level of intelligence. You have this knowledge. Do just try, and we will listen. You know, and that that really changed everything for the whole program. I believe it really did, and clearly it did. What I also was very, uh, what I really liked in from this uh, documentary is that she, we saw different parts of uh, her life and how she coped with it. And um, what I always loved about her is that she, she can use her word, words so powerful. And from, I think, from young till old, people are admiring her just to just what she, what she is telling you. Yep, absolutely. She, she clearly was an intelligent woman. We all know that. We knew that before. You know, we've known that for many years, but she was also extremely articulate and she had that um, investigator's mind that she wouldn't. She she could click on something quicker than most people could. Yeah. So she definitely had a higher... I don't know that she was ever tested for intelligence level, but I have to think it had to be quite high because she was, she was able to deduce things from information that she was getting and use it towards everyone's advantage. She didn't use it to her advantage. Mm. She used it for everyone's advantage. You don't think? Yeah, I do. It's... Uh... Like I said, uh, I really had to watch the documentary a few times to um, connect. Well, connect is a big word, but I mean, like, she has so much to say. Mm-hmm. It's really how she uh, how she's t- talking about things. It's just more like a, a philosopher, and um, she well, yes, I'm sorry. She would be like the queen of us all to guide us of like be equal and understand each other. And yeah, there is more in life than uh, just pointing fingers to each other. Oh, absolutely. And even with that, she was willing to put herself in. She would not put you in a situation that she wasn't willing to do. She went through astronaut training because yeah. 
she's yeah. I'm not she she's not going to promote people and say you need to go do this, but I'm not going to do it. And that's too scary. So she she absolutely would put her in the same situation that she was asking other people to do, and that that's ex- an extremely selfless thing to do. There's I was no really surprised that she, that she, she didn't, didn't that. have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I was too. And well, I mean, I, I saw it originally and I knew that she, she had done some of the astronaut training, but when you, like you said, every time you watch it, there's something new in it. And it's, yeah, she, she actually went through a, a lot of the astronaut training. So she didn't ask anybody to do anything that she didn't already do. Except, yeah. you know, except obviously go on the shuttle, which she, she could not do, but she went as far as you could go. Yeah. And what I so, really lo- liked about her is that she, she wouldn't back off to do other things and meeting people and s- telling them right in their face, okay, this and this and this, and um, do what you need to do and don't, yeah, be yourself, be your strong self. And she was so, what I loved about her is that she was so strong in what she believed in and she could move you in as a such a big way that later in life you could only look back and say oh wow she is so grand in i don't want to save of being the grandmother of grandmothers but i think she has a lot of weight in what she is saying to people and for example also like we know her as best as Uhura from Star Trek but she what I what I see in that NASA program that wasn't that was just only one percent of all what she said okay uh, I'm Nisha Nichols uh, I played Uhura in Star Trek that was the only thing she actually said about it and the rest was totally but totally uh about nasa and the program and to reach people right to diversify the program because up until that point as you know it was it was their your middle-aged to a little bit older white males no one else was allowed in and she's like but there are so many others that are Mm. being left behind and when you know, when she became involved with that program, she really changed how people thought. And I think, and I really do, I do believe she didn't just change NASA. It, no. That was the stepping stone further. to change the thinking. Exactly. Yes. To change it, to change it so much further. Hey, if our biggest scientific space program is opening our mind to this, how do we not all on the lower levels open our mind to these are this is these are human beings these are all exactly the same as we are and it, and it i really think she pushed a lot forward not just for nasa but yeah. also for you know just all of the minorities in general well i do think it's also uh, not only majority i think for everyone on the world uh, who still were thinking like black and white um, I think, she, and that's why I wanted to thank her because I am uh, half European, half Asian, and her being this a big role model for like everyone, and she was the one who actually let you think 
differently. That's a huge thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just think differently, she vocalized differently. And that, that caused people to pause. That, it caused them to stop and go, wait, we, we actually have something to hear here. And so they would listen to it and hear it. And so I, I, always, I always put it to like the closed mind gates of this is how things are, this is how they're going to be. She mm-hmm. managed to get a crack in the gate. And once the gate is cracked open, these new ideas come in and eventually it swings open. And we do end up with what we hope is the, clearly Star Trek is not a utopia. It it Mm. isn't because you're traveling. We don't know what's out there. We, you know, and I'm not going to say whether or not I believe there's aliens, but when you get out there, it's a whole different, you realize how small we are. Mm-hmm. We are really just one people. And I think she was able to open that gate and go, yeah, maybe we are just one people. And we need to move forward as a group, as this people, as this, the human race. We move forward with that instead of leaving anyone behind who, quite frankly, has a lot to offer, to give us, to help us move that forward. And that's, I, I feel like that's what she did. Oh, Yes, she did. It was that's why I, um, what I always always say about her, she is more grander than uh, just Ohora. Absolutely. And with this documentary, guys, you see how big she truly is, and mm-hmm. her voice is so loud that uh, you have to listen. And absolutely, absolutely. And she's, you know, it, it was it was a stroke of luck, stroke of genius on Roddenberry's part, whatever you like, that she was put in that role, but she was the right person to be put in that role. She didn't just do the role and move on like so mm. many other actors have done. She took it and turned it into, okay, she wasn't Uhura, Uhura at NASA. That's not who yeah. she was. Yeah. But that got her in the door to make these statements. And she was such an intelligent person that she was able to make statements that people listened to. And so, I, yeah, absolutely. I think she was, you know, I'll go with the cliche, larger than life. But mm. I don't think she thought she was larger than life. No, she did Because she was still a very humble woman, very in touch with you know fans or whatever and in my own personal experience with the what i told you before this was a woman who saw a beautiful child and was playing with a child this is a wonderful Mm -hmm. woman this is this is this is so much bigger than yes she is a forefront and she is a warrior in the best way any of us can hope for she moved women's rights so far forward absolutely absolutely she's she's who I wish I could be. I want to be. And, you know, it's, that's what we try to convey, even in what we're doing, which we'll talk about later, if you'd like to, is that we're all one. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. If you're, if you're the, the right forefront person, then that's good. And that's all we need. We don't, it doesn't need any of that. And that's, that's kind of what I feel like she lived by was, you know, we all have our roles, and she was pushing those roles forward. Do be who you are. Be that role. 
Yeah, indeed. And I was wondering uh, when I was watching the documentary as well. Um, well, wondering is a big word, I think, but she has her way of. Um, well, no. The what I was wondering, what must all those men thinking when she opened the doors, roared and said, "Here I am," <laughs> and you now listen going to, to listen me. to the queen. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. She definitely did that. Listen to me. Yeah. What were those men thinking? Well, I think at that time, <clears throat> it had already, um, it, you know, it was the late 60s, early 70s, but there was already an understanding that there was an uneasiness with the situation mm. that it was. And they also knew, well, NASA in particular, knew that they needed more candidates and they were getting barely what they could get from the pool that they had pigeonholed themselves into. Do you understand the term pigeonholed? Mm. They had, they had, they had set themselves up to only have previous military, previous, you know, you know, pilots, that's all we can do, but you didn't have, they didn't have to, they weren't under that rule. They didn't have to do that. And she figured that out. She's like, mm. wait a minute, if you don't take, and you can see that in the documentary, she does talk about that, that, well, if, if they don't go through the military and they don't get selected, can we take the rest? And they're like, yes, you can. And that's exactly how they got everyone in that could not get into the military, that could not do, but they still had the intelligence. They still had the uh, physical ability to do it. She found that, that loophole and said, why can't we have civilians? I, let's have people who can do it, but for whatever reason, can't get into the military. And that actually ended up being the paramount, the, the, the touchstone for the beginning of bringing those people in to NASA, which, which pushed them all for she, her touches on our space program. And just in general in the United States, our civil rights can't be measured. They're just, they're huge. It you, is. You understand what you? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what I I think that's uh, the reason. One of the reasons that I would have uh, thanked her for listening to Martin Luther King is that she opened so many doors for so many minorities. And <clears throat> only well, yes, exactly. Uh huh. Only that, that and her conversations with Duke Ellington and because, and, and I, I'm not discounting clearly what the conversation she had with Martin Luther King was paramount in her changing her direction, but she already had that as well from when she was working and you can see it in the documentary. And I had heard that before that when she was working for Duke Ellington, he had told her, you, you do you, you do what you do best. Yeah, that's what we do best is what we can do best. Use your skills, not someone else's. Don't mimic someone else's. No. I really loved the part that she actually was a singer of Doug Alector because I have been grown up with jazz. My parents always loved uh, listen to jazz and I played jazz. So and it's beautiful. Oh, what do you play? Uh, I have long played the flute, but I also played the saxophone. 
Oh, wonderful. That's so, great. Uh, but I also, uh, I also, uh, been a tap dancer and being combination with that, I always had, uh, those, uh, gigs with, uh, playing and tap dancing. So when I heard that she was tap dancing and was a singer of Duke Ellington, I was thinking, wow, I didn't know that, you know, that was, that must be yeah. very cool for her. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure that was a, a real breakthrough for her from going from theater, which she was already doing mm. very well at, to having being hired by that and then being thrown into being a lead singer there. She just had one opportunity after another, which, you know, things fall into place, but it was also her her personality that allowed that to happen, that they knew they could count on her, that she would move forward. I and love her singing voice. I love oh my goodness. guys. Yes. <laughs> if you are watching the documentary, you have you must watch it till the uh, title credits. is coming. The, the credits end. are coming, and after that, she is going to sing. And oh my god! Wow, it, it's beautiful. And did you, at the end of it, while they're running the credits, when she's singing "Fly Me to the," oh, oh, spoiler, she's singing "Fly Me to the Moon." It's better than I've ever heard it. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, and yes. She's, she's clearly, I don't know what year they recorded that, but she's clearly 60s or 70s, and it's as beautiful as it can be even in yeah. her later years. She she was oh. just an amazing talent. She even yeah. does in the doc. please watch the documentary because you can hear in the documentary, she does the full tone of what her voice can do. Yeah. She can oh, go extremely God. high soprano and very low. And it's oh just all inspiring. No one can do. Who can do that? No one. But she can. It was it's, amazing. It was amazing, and and that's why I, uh, I hope that she still go because I thought she also did recording some of those songs with uh, famous jazz uh, people. But she has such a beautiful, warm voice. And, oh my God, guys, you really need to listen to this. This is so beautiful. It's like, it would be fun, and I have no idea if she has done this, but I know uh, a lot of Star Trek fans know the Rat Pack from Star Trek. The uh, Yes. Uh-huh. I was wondering just now what she has performed with them. That would be amazing. You know, I don't know of anything in particular. I'm now intrigued, and I will be looking that up. Um, <laughs> I don't know of anything in particular that she did specifically with any of them. They're all very talented people. I yes, the majority absolutely. of them had a secondary talent that they could yeah. bring bring to the table. Um, I don't know. That's intriguing. I had not ever. Thank you. I hadn't thought of that. I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> Well, it is because when I watched the documentary about DS9, and um, I can't remember his name now, but he, he played uh, Ram. He started the whole uh, documentary with singing the song, and he wrote this. And I was thinking, what? That is so good. And at the end of the yeah. documentary, you see also them for singing and that was so fun. It's so, it's a great song, and in one way, I hope that they, hope that they re- recorded it because it's amazing. And I'm always, when uh, 
that was the um, uh, Star Trek Las Vegas and um, the Star Trek cruise where they always go to and have a uh, performing night. I was always saying to my fans who are going, please make videos, please tell me how to go. You know, I would really love yeah. them, see them live. Yeah, I think Rom was Max. Um, I can't yeah. remember. What's his name? I can't remember now. Krogi, Krogi. I, I can't recall. I don't recall, but I do know who you're talking about. I did not know he had a singing voice, so I'll have to go look that one up. Oh, too. me too. <laughs> oh, my God. And. It is, let me see, it is, um, so, Rom, Quark, Garrick, and, oh, what was the other one? There was an, another one, but they are so good. And I was thinking, if they're singing just together, and of course, not even counting in with uh, Avery Brooks, who is a jazz musician, that right. would be, that would be an Awesome! If this, if they only would go record a CD, just an album with only jazz uh, songs, with doing by Star Trek actors, that would be awesome. That that yes, that would be amazing. I don't know. I I've never heard that they did that. I'll have to look into that. So you're talking about Armin Swimmer and Andrew uh, Robinson? Yeah. Yes, okay. I had not heard that. That would be amazing if they had something that they had recorded. Have you uh, you seen a documentary of DS9 then? I'm going to be honest. I've seen about a fourth of it because I got called away in the middle of it. So I haven't been able to finish it. Well, if you only want to see this, the Rat Pack, (laughs) just the first (laughs) DM (laughs) Trendy. And the credits, it's the same thing uh, with this documentary, but... Go watch oh the credits, my... okay. <laughs> they are so good. I... Oh my god. Well, I, I mean, if, 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 if Armin is singing, I'll definitely go watch that. I didn't realize he sang at the end of it. Does he sing at the end of it? Yes, he's singing! Oh, he... and, go and I got to watch that. Think the... I can't believe I missed that, okay. The song has been written, <laughs> I believe, by uh, the one who played Ram. Mm-hmm. And it is phenomenal. I know there are other Star Trek actors who are in a band and make Star Trek geek songs about it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh my God, the Star Trek Rat Pack, oh my God, they are so good. They are so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I need to... yeah, Nisha Nichols did the same. And I was. I don't want to say I was Star Trek, but it was me really like, oh my god, that voice. She is really good. You know, and, I, I don't want to get off topic, but have you have you seen some of the stuff that Robert Ricardo has done? He has an amazing singing voice. Yeah. I mean, he did in Voyager. He definitely had a great singing voice. But he's done some really awesome stuff outside of Star Trek. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It's yeah. really... Go look it up. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track, but... No, yeah, it's fine. It's a fine. Very talented person. <laughs> it's amazing how many Star Trek actors are so so talented. With, of course, a lot of them have done also the theater school, etc. But it is phenomenal in how crafted they are. Uh, oh, absolutely. They're. They, I mean, I think I do think 
you know, with TOS, it was um, it, those little scientists. That's a little um, little lower decks humor there, but the the original series. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry, we say that all the time now because lower decks did that. But they had they cast it based on Gene Roddenberry what he wanted. He he casted at least half of the cast, and the rest kind of just pulled what they could get. Well, who was available? Who can do this? And it turned out to be just this great mesh that really changed history, really changed sci-fi yeah. for, you know, for, you know, for all of us. I, I started to say decades, but really it's still going on that TOS still yeah. changes everything. Um, but once they got in, once they realized that there's this extreme fandom of sci-fi Star Trek and even, you know, even I'll, I'll give a shout out to Star Wars too, that that brought more people in. They started to get higher and higher level of talent. And they've mm. got, you know, by the time we get to what they were doing in the 80s and 90s, we have a higher level of talent. Not that I'm saying all everyone in, in TOS, they're absolutely talented. And but I think they were undiscovered talent. And now that you move forward into the 80s and 90s. And they've got real talent because those people who are maybe undiscovered at the, you know, during TOS when they were cast for these roles were actually amazing. And it brought the whole thing forward and people were just begging for more. So they give them and they get even higher, more and more talent for it. And so we end up with these great products that we get now. Yeah, exactly. There's one other thing I'd like to ask you. Um, yes. Of course, we know Uhura, but there are now, what is it? Yeah, two more Uhuras. What do you think about them? Oh, <laughs> wow. Wait, okay. <laughs> what do I think about the new Uhuras? Um, I have watched, um, I'm, I'm very into Strange New Worlds and I'm very into, mm. I love how that dynamic's going. Mm. I am not an Abrams fan. I see no, what he's going. And I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to negative him at all. But I did not care for that. Yeah. Series of films at all. I, I did watch him and kind of. That's on a personal level cringed and mm. wrote them off. That's not. They, they didn't work for me. They didn't. So, uh, but I, I appreciate the people who do love them. I I do understand the loving of continuing the story. Continue. Well, we're backtracking the story and stuff. Um, I do really, really love Strange New Worlds. I love that Ahura, and I think yeah. that she carries the same weight that yeah. the original series that Nichelle did. I think that she's carrying it very, very well, and I'm, I respect it a great deal. She's doing very well with it. Yeah, I, I really agree to that. And uh, like you, I'm not really a fan of the J.D. Abrams movies, but okay, I must say, it's not about... Uh, Getting negative uh, about uh, Zoe, who played the Ahura uh, in the J.J. Oh, yes. Abrams. She's a she's a terrific uh, actress. That is not. Um... Oh, she's wonderful. She's absolutely beautiful, and she does pull it off. She is. She does yeah. know. She is a great actress. In a, in my opinion, just fine. Not anybody else's. In my opinion, a really bad script. But that's just me. But she does a great job with it. She does. Yeah. 
that's also uh, the other thing about the documentary. Um, if you could recommend this to teachers all over the world to watch this documentary with the kids, would you recommend it? I absolutely, a hundred thousand percent would absolutely recommend it. Not only, I absolutely, yes, yes, hands down, I would recommend the documentary to um, classrooms because it, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that hopefully uh, Captain Watson will watch this, but when I showed him the documentary, he cried and he mm. is, he is a white male, obviously. But it touches everybody on some level. It is. It's not, it's, it's absolutely, I would recommend it. So it's not, it's, it won't just touch your female children. It won't just touch your minority children. It will touch all of your children. It's because it shows what we are all capable of. We can do it. We can be this. We can do this. We just push forward and do every day the very best we can do. I think there's a lot of uh, lessons uh, from that documentary, not only for children, but also for uh, grown-ups. And yes, I think uh, they should show this to every network and just, yeah, recommend for everyone to watch it because it is uh, not only important in what Nisha Nichols did as a woman, but also in just a uh, lesson in life what we really need to learn and uh there are like i think i don't i don't want to say old people but i mean like there are people who are still closing their eyes for uh social problems in a way and that's what i always loved about uh tos and tng gene roddenberry always make sure he put lessons in the episodes and he put very subjects in that we all are cringing by but he said we need to address this because otherwise society will go down under it i completely agree you when you have it in front of you you can't deny it it's right in front of you and you need to see it and i i as far as like showing it in high school middle school college classes yes you need to see what's in front of you and even if you think we're past that, which I don't think we are past it completely, mm. but we're working towards it. This reminds you why we're working towards it. And it also encourage you, encourages you to be, can we, can we be Nichelle Nichols? Can you be that person who stands up and goes, well, wait a minute. If they're not good enough for you, can they be good enough for us? Yes, they can. We all can. We absolutely can. And that's, that's, yes, absolutely. I think they should show it in all the classrooms. It's, it's, I don't think there would, I can't imagine there would be any problem with showing it anywhere. <laughs> no, but I think so. it's like, like I said, there is so much uh, teaching uh, and learning up about it is that I think this will be more open subjects to talk about. Absolutely. And if you if you feel like you're at the point where you're the most open mind you can be, this will open you even further to go, wait, that's true. That's wait, Are you doing 
everything you can to change humanity, not the world. You know, everybody talks about changing. I'm going to, I'm going to conquer the world and change the world. No, No. we change humanity first. And that's exactly what she did. She worked her entire life to change humanity. Uh, I think it's not changing humanity, but changing the thinking of humanity. How exactly? Yeah. And I'm sorry if I misspoke that. No, but yes, that's, that's exactly fine. What that's I fine. Mean. It's <laughs> just like and and I think that's very important in this uh, from this documentary. It is so much of a big deal what she's putting just in that documentary. It's insane how much she put into it and how how many and um, much subjects she subjects there is in there and how much you can uh get inspiration to think differently oh absolutely if you, if you watch this documentary and you didn't get inspiration from it then you fell asleep while you were watching it because there it, it absolutely will push you to be more than you are to be a better person because anyone can you know she at the at the low point of her career she had resigned and then one person came up and said no you've got to see the bigger picture and i think that's and i'm circling back to what i said before we we all get so you know fish hold into what is going on for us you have to open up and see the bigger picture Mm. what can what can you do to open the picture up what can you do to make it bigger I, i do i do think that's a lot of what uh, well, that's what I got out of the documentary. So, um, is there anything you can have find in the documentary that you um, say, okay, this is my eye opener or my comfort? What I got from the documentary, f- for example, in your own life. In my own life. Um... You know, I, re- I really have to go back to every time I watch it, and I've watched it, you know, a couple of times, but every time I watch it, it there's time between when I watch it, and it's new, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's actually invigorating. Please go watch it. So all of your listeners, please go watch it. You won't, I can't put into words what it will do for you, what how it will change you. Um, it just shows you the possibility. But in my own life, yes, um, and and I'm I, I I have no choice. I'm sorry, but the biggest thing that I do in my life is I work with this Pathfinder group, which is it's a it's a, a Star Trek group, and we post digital comic books, for lack of a better term. They're called Mimasodes. They're live action, and we're in them. But what we do is when we go. To the conventions, we pull people in and we assure them, you can be part of this. We bring everything they need. And that gives me a great deal of satisfaction. And, and just having watched the documentary is like, I can make a difference even if it's just one day in the lives of these people that come in. We put them in uniforms. We put them in our memisodes and they become part of our permanent book mm-hmm. that you know, is one episode after it's very, it's episodic and we enjoy it. In fact, that's why I was late today. So I apologize for that. Thank you for being flexible about that. <laughs> but we were shooting photos for this, for our Mimisodes. Um, 
And so to that end, then yes, what can I do in my life? And yes, the documentary does ask you, what can you do in your life to not only move yourself forward, but to move humanity forward? And I like to think that I bring those people that day of joy. You know, what you may not know, can I, can I share a little personal information if you don't mind, Arinda? Sure. Okay. Um, I am a retired medic. Mm-hmm. I, I worked for 20 years on a, what we call 911. I, I'm not sure. Are you 211? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, 112. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I do. That's what I did for many, many years. And unfortunately, my knees can't take it anymore. I tore up my knees on working. Mm. And so um, I miss that a great deal. But I can, that same feeling that I get of helping people on in emergency situations, I get from helping people to feel this and that's the best mm. I can do for me. And that's, and, and I, I get a great deal of joy out of that. I can imagine that. Yeah. Because, uh, I cosplay too. And, um, it was, I thought it was destination Star Trek Birmingham 2018, I believe. And my first ever Star Trek cosplay was just, uh, Dr. Crusher. But when I went to uh, Destination Star Trek in 2018, I actually <clears> met <throat> Gates McFladden. That's awesome. I love her. Oh, I love, no, have, you, you. <laughs> have you ever listened to a podcast? Yes. Yeah. I love what her podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, but what I was saying, um, so that was uh, in 2018, I met her, but I also had a steampunk version of Dr. Crusher. And I wore that at the time. And of course I got my tap shoes with me. And when she saw my outfit, she wanted to have a selfie with her for on her phone <laughs> cell. And she said, this has never been occurred to me. I always hated the dancing doctor, but you make it special. And the funny part was at that moment, um, we, uh, I was also with uh, one of the um, or tap group uh, did everything, everyone was in cosplay. So there was a moment that we said, okay, we're going to perform. And so we did that. And I was uh, for that piece, the lead dancer. And they were, when we were just got to start, they all called my name. Where's the dancing doctor? Where's the dancing doctor? <laughs> so, so it started and she was, you could see that Gates were really, really enjoying that. And she said, now you're making the dancing doctor something positive for me. And that's awesome. I would love to see pictures of that. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, that that those and you know we are going to start for conventions, etc. Uh, but let me tell you guys, the Star Trek community is very relaxed, and it doesn't matter if you have a cosplay on or not. You all are welcome. You all have been. Uh, you will be treated like equals and respectful. And I always have the feeling it is one big family. That's absolutely. That is what absolutely, and everyone comes in, and initially they're like, "I want to be the captain or the admiral." Okay, 
you can do that. You, you, whatever you want to do, but they end up being, you know, what, whatever fits. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very understanding community and it's very wonderful. And I'm really thrilled to have a part of my life. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I yes. think, uh, for a lot of fans, Star Trek, Star Trek have, uh, helped them to really dark periods of their lives. And I can speak I, for myself. I I can absolutely agree. And not I'm I'm not speaking for myself. No, I don't want I, I wouldn't, but I can I can tell you I have interacted with people who have used Star Trek to get ahead of their own um darkness. Mm. So it's it's absolutely it's absolutely an uplifting experience. It absolutely is therapeutic in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And yes. I always, I always say, if you're down or depressed for a day, put on some Star Trek and you will feel better. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that. When we went into COVID lockdown, which I'm sure mm. I know you did too. We all mm. did. We made it a, we made a conscious decision that Pathfinder would not fall to COVID, and so we bought for our crews green screens and you know we yeah. had them send pictures so we could keep it going because you have to have that outlet and in yeah. fact there were many many first of all we couldn't see we couldn't see any of the crew for a long time so we were just sending each other these pictures and then our production would put them all together so we were able to maintain pathfinder through covid and it felt like and for me at least it felt like there was some hold on to the world at that point, you know, to, to, to life, to life, how I wanted it to be, how it was supposed to be. And we came out on the other side. We had, we had already produced two Mimisodes during COVID from just slicing those pictures together, which normally, of course, we prefer to have them all together mm. at the same time. We all, we prefer to get together and get like we're doing today, which I have, you know, a, a little bit of time before I start shooting again, but during that time, we kind of pride ourselves that we kept it going and we've had our crew members say, this was all I had to do was it Star is. Trek. Yeah. This was it. Yeah. And it, 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 it really made it, you know, it, it made me feel good for them, but it made me feel good for me because I also only had Star Trek to do. When, I think a lot of people, a lot of Star Trek fans have that same feeling and same thought as well. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, Star Trek always uh, brighten up my day. But also, um, it's a community I always said, okay, I like to be there. Not only wearing a uniform or whatever, and that is what... Uh, what for me it is, I always wanted to be in uh, the Navy, but I'm too small. So I never get into... I am too. How tall are you? You don't have I to I think for, for you, is, I think it is 4.8. 4 feet 8. Oh, I'm 4'11", yeah, so I'm very short too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally right. get that. I have okay, to you're going to, all my you're clothes. Going to, yes. I'm going to throw the... Uh, Going to go to the <laughs> screen numbers now and give you a picture work. <laughs> oh, I, you know, you've seen my pictures on Facebook. Those mm. uniforms, I have to make them for myself. Yeah. Those are, I made all of them. I can't, 
so, but I'm a seamstress too. That was my mother gave me that. So mm. yeah, I, 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 in fact, I'm making uniforms for three of our crew members right now. <laughs> I can relate to that. It is very, uh, yeah. I can relate It's frustrating. That. Everything has to be adjusted. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, my mom always said, you better can make it shorter than if you are too tall and there's always no uh, much uh, fabric to make it longer. Right, exactly. It's easier yeah. to make it shorter than make it longer. There's no more fabric. So um, I, I guess I'm lucky in that point, but I'm also, I also know, I've um, spent a lot of time making a lot of clothes and cosplays mm. and dresses and uniform that's what i do it's my off time thing so mm. there you go a little tidbit of me <laughs> i sew a lot <laughs> that's nice to know um is there anything else you'd like to add about the documentary sophia uh the only thing i would add is please watch it there's literally nothing we can say that will be as impactful as what the documentary itself does please go watch it it's free on youtube it's an hour and 36 minutes long and i guarantee you it's worth that time to watch it exactly i agree to that with fully and um yeah i think you guys are uh will be like us touched what she has done and you get a bigger picture now what she really have done for yeah the whole community on earth absolutely humanity in general that's absolutely um if you'll allow me i'll do a quick plug for pathfinder because we're doing a photo shoot today so i really need yeah, if you're okay sure. with that okay yeah. all right so you can find us on star trek pathfinder we um mostly tour around the state of Texas, sometimes Louisiana. Um, but we're open to others who are willing to send us the particular shots. And we, our tagline is let us put you on a starship. And that's what we do is we put people on a starship. We don't care at all about your race, creed, motto, sexual orientation. We, we're all one and we enjoy it very much. We take all of our uniforms with us. Um, all of our uh, casting uniforms are there for anyone who shows up at the conventions or if you happen to have one and you want to send us a green screen picture, we will put you on a starship. Nice. And that would be great. I think for a lot of uh, fans, and I mean, there are some fans who are very shy and I think putting themselves into a Starfleet uniform, it would it, it's like acting in a way because she can be another one of somebody else uh, that you can into and be and um that's what i that's what i love about cosplay uh you don't have to be cosplaying as a character but you can cosplay uh and i must say guys there are some very very good cosplays and i think one of the great ones uh from star trek is uh she uh, named herself on Twitter Sound of Cosplay. Yes. And she have she did uh, most of the time she's cosplaying Lieutenant uh, Stamets from Discovery. But she has she is so good. That is oh, really absolutely. Yes. I, she could be his uh, stand-in double I guess. 
which he also did a very good Laurel when uh, I thought it was about uh, Destination Star Trek 2020. She was invited at uh, uh, Destination Star Trek and she uh, was in a panel for cosplay and how she made it, etc. And she didn't came as uh, Stamets, but she came as Laurel. And oh. that was awesome. I will, I will uh, see if I can... Uh, find the uh, number from the rat pack for you and i will see if i can find this uh, because i think i also have a picture of or a video of her so um, i will send you that too terrific that's great that's great well sophia so if you. anyone needs to no i appreciate it. if anyone needs to reach me i'm a sophia cast on facebook that's the best way to reach me is on facebook um you can also look up star trek pathfinder that's where i am as well well, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophia, thank you very much for joining me and talk about the great Nisha Nichols and, of course, the documentary of ours. Absolutely. And, uh, we she is a she, she's an she's an absolute icon for us. Even and her unfortunate passing in July. It, um, was extremely sad it, it really yeah. it, it really hit pretty hard um i'm i'm very grateful that she's no longer in pain i really i truly am mm. um but this, we definitely lost a lot that day yeah she has uh been doing her job and work and what she, the things she loves till a very late age and i think not many people can say that what she has been doing and um we lost a great icon and um and a great example but absolutely example for who we all should try to be which is our best self that's all she ever wanted was do what i think i believe what all she ever wanted was to for all of us to be our best selves don't be afraid step forward you can do it. And that, guys, is the end of this episode. Well, Sophia, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it was a very nice conversation about uh, great Star Trek things, but also just Nietzsche Nichols. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I absolutely did. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Dear listeners, thank you for listening and join me next time for a new extra episode in the Star Trek series of Aranda Talks. You can listen, subscribe and comment to Aranda Talks on the YouTube channel or join the Facebook group. I also like to tell you about my other podcast called Ghost Talking Track. Ghost Talking Trek is a podcast hosted by two female trackers who will recap every two weeks an episode of Star Trek starting with TNG. All the episodes will be recapped in chronically following. Ghost Talking Track is also to listen, follow and subscribe on Anchor, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music or on your favorite podcast app. We also have Facebook group and YouTube channel. Every 10th episode will be a video episode so you guys can see us when we talk about the episode. If you'd like to comment on the episode or talk with us about the Star Trek episodes we just recapped, you can reach out on the Facebook group or the YouTube channel. I also have a new YouTube channel called Hashtag Little Dutchie. 
On this channel, I will react on typical UK things and will explain more typical Dutch things. So like, subscribe and hit the notification button to keep on track on the Little Dutch YouTube channel and have some fun. And of course, you can get some more knowledge of my Dutch and Indonesian heritage. I'll see you next time.